Episode 8, Commands in Practice. Kia ora, my name is Grant Whitbourne. Welcome to the Starting in Te Reo Māori podcast, the practical podcast for those beginning their journey into Te Reo Māori. I'm here to help you avoid the confusion and build clarity on the path of discovering the beautiful world that is Te Reo Māori. Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora, no mai, hoki mai to the Starting in Te Reo Māori podcast. My name is Grant Whitbourne. Welcome you back again to episode 8 where we will be looking at commands and commands in practice. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for, uh, again, being with me on this journey, which is both yours and mine. Um, as I've said before, the whole purpose of these podcasts is to help you move from a place of confusion to clarity. Uh, when I started um, learning Tadeo many years ago, and don't get me wrong, I'm still learning, I have uh, merely but scratched the surface of the world of Tadeo Māori, uh, but yes, there were so many things that confused me, uh, one of them being commands. It took me uh, quite a while to get my head around this, um, and that's what we're all about here at the podcast, to help you move from that place of confusion into a place of clarity. Uh, if you checked out the last episode, uh, well, if you haven't checked out the last episode, I would suggest heading back uh, an episode, back to episode seven, uh, recapping there, because there's a lot of theory there. Uh, I talk about uh, a particular strategy about using uh, commands as a place to potentially start from on your Te Reo journey. Uh, so go back, check out that episode because it's going to be a great precursor, a great lead-in episode into what we're going to be talking about today, which is more commands off the back of that last episode. But today we're going to be looking at some practical examples of commands uh, for the, the, the beginner user, uh, the beginner the beginner learner, sorry. Um, I'm going to start with some real basics, but there is, um, I, I guess, some technical grammar things that we need to talk about first, and then we'll get into uh, starting to use the language and putting these words into practice. So the first thing I want to make a distinction on is the similarity of commands to verbs, and, and we are actually going to be using verbs that in a particular way they turn into commands. So if we're talking about, you know, if I say to someone, kaite noho, which means I am sitting, the word noho is to sit. Uh, I can still use the word noho uh, as a command, I would say enoho if I want someone to sit. So you can see there that this is just one example showing you that there is the one word that is interchangeable between those active sentences, the, the kaite sentences, the ka sentences, the kwa, uh, or kwa the e, tatara, anna, uh, the e sentences, all of those sorts of sentences where we're using verbs. Well, we're going to be using those verbs in the in the uh, in the sense of commands having them used as commands so we're going to look at three particular uh, things in this episode the first one is active commands so if you want to maybe take some notes if you've got a pen and paper if you've got your phone handy maybe you could write this down because this will be a good recap um, when you're reflecting on this episode so first we're going to look at active commands the next thing we're going to look at is passive commands and the last thing we're going to look at is particles. Now, particles are little words that we can add to the end of our commands 
to help to start embellish what we're trying to say, which is uh, I think a really good step in that 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 uh, the the sequence of progression through learning the language is learning little nuances and. That's what these particles are. They're small nuances that help to really embellish what we're saying and build a greater level of vocabulary and really help to help us to express ourselves in a more meaningful way. So first off, active commands. What are active commands? Well, I'd like to look at this in the most basic of senses, and that would be an active command. We're going to look at it as a command that is... It, it's just an action. There's no other things or objects or people involved. It's like when you want someone to do something that they don't have to impact on anything else. So real simple examples are like sit, stand, uh, drink, run, pull, walk, all those sorts of things. Versus if we're, you know, we're talking about something where someone has to hit something or wash something or find something or move something we're going to start with these active commands that are really directing a person or perhaps an animal uh, you know might be a dog that you're giving commands to to do something in a particular way um, we need to split these into two separate uh, there's two separate ways of saying active commands and the distinction between the two is a two-vowel sound versus a greater-than-two-vowel sound. So if we're saying one of these uh, verb words that we're using as a command and they have two or less uh, vowel sounds in them, then we add the word before it, which is e. So, for instance, the word for stand is two. So it's a t-u with the little macron sound, uh, line on top of the U. So in this case, if we want someone to stand, we don't just tell them to to, we need to say it to, it to. So it to becomes the command that you would give to someone when you're commanding them or directing them to stand. Uh, another simple one is noho, which we spoke about earlier, noho to sit. So if I want to command someone to sit, I would say Enoho, enoho. So we look at the two of them, e to to stand, enoho to sit. Uh, another simple one is e inu, uh, inu, inu being the, uh, the, the, the action or the verb uh, for drinking. Uh, it can also mean a drink, like a physical drink in the, the noun sense, but in this case we're using inu as a verb to uh, work with our command. So e Inu, so you want someone to have a drink, e inu. Similarly, e kai. Kai, uh, another two-vowel or two-vowel sound word. Kai uh, obviously means food, but it can also mean to eat, the action of eating. So in this case, we would say e kai. If we want someone to eat, we say e kai, e kai. Come on, e kai. You want your kids to eat, e kai, e kai. You want them to drink, e inu. Uh, another simple one is... Oma, which means to run. So we would say e oma if we want someone to run. Uh, that's another real simple one. So there's five simple 
commands that we can use that use, I guess we look at them as the short commands where we've got the two vowel sounds, so we need to use that e at the start. Now, if we've got uh, more than two vowel sounds, all we do is drop the e. So a simple one might be fakarongo, which you may or may have not heard. Fakarongo uh, meaning to listen. So fakarongo. Uh, titiro is another simple one. So look, titiro. Akorero is another one. Uh, haere, hikoi. Uh, haere meaning to go. Uh, hikoi meaning to walk. So there are a few more examples of the the long sounding. Uh, commands and long sounding active commands. So, just to wrap up, there's the short and the long ones. The short ones have the e at the front, the long ones have no e at the front. And we're using these in the sense that they are for things that we want people to do that don't involve something else, that doesn't involve them doing something to another person or to another object. And that's what we're going to cover in the passive section. So, Passive commands, I think a simple way of explaining this would be if we looked at it in terms of a formula, uh, it would be a command plus an object. So we, we say the command of, of what we want them to do and we link that with an object to which we want them to do that to. And a little bit different to the short and long sounds that we were talking about in the active commands, uh, that does not apply. We can use passive commands on the short or the long active commands. There's no E on either of them, uh, so there's no real distinction between the two. We can use uh, any sort of command that we want in the passive form. So using a passive command on its own is a bit like adding the word it to the end of something. So if we were to say something like uh, kume, kume means to pull. That's the, I guess, the verb word for pull. The passive form of kume is adding an A to the end of it. Kumea, so kumea uh, means, it essentially means pull it. And in the context of whatever someone's doing, and you're obviously telling them to pull it, uh, there's an assumption around what the it actually is. You know, they might be uh, hauling a boat ashore, for instance. So you don't necessarily have to add uh, the part in there about the boat. The, it's understood that the boat is what you're talking about by it being in the context of what's happening in that situation. So simply saying kumia is will be satisfactorily satisfactory. Is that the right word? Now I'm losing losing the plot on my English. Um, it's satisfactory for uh, giving that instruction to pull something, uh, that instruction to that person. Now, in this example, I added an A to the end of the word. Uh, this can be the part for passive commands where it gets a little bit tricky. And I'm going to jump on my computer at the same time while I go through this with you because uh, there's a few, there's a good resource online that we can use to uh, help us with these passive commands, and that is the Multi Dictionary, uh, multidictionary.co.nz. Uh, this should be by now in your favourites. Uh, you should be referring to it quite a lot when you're trying to learn the language uh, and and obviously learning new words. So when we type in a word, and I'm going to type in, uh, I'm going to type in kume. 
because we just use that as an example. So if I type in Kumau, uh, you'll see that in brackets, it's actually got Kumau, Kumau. Uh, if I type in a word like uh, Horoi, Horoi. Now, Horoi means to wash, and you'll see down below Horoi, there's uh, a letter, a letter A, which sits in brackets. Uh, if I type in Inu for drink, uh, in brackets, there's M-I-A. So these words, or the, these suffixes, suffix being a, a word or a piece of text that we add to the end of a word, the suffixes are shown below the main words, and the suffixes are what we need to add to the word to make it a passive sentence. So there's uh, quite a few sort of standard uh, uh, suffixes there that get added to the ends of words. Uh, a is quite a popular one on its own. Uh, the MIA, so Mia is a popular one. Uh, Tia is a popular one. Hia, Kia, Ria, Na, Nga. Uh, they're, they're sort of the main ones, but you'll start to notice a bit of a pattern when you start looking up these verbs and you see them uh, listed below, and, and hopefully over time uh, you'll start to learn what they are and, and know which ones to use, because on this one we're saying inumia, uh, but if you've, if you've been working with a whole bunch of verbs that have tia at the end of them, so um, you, you might actually accidentally use Inutia at the end of uh, inu, which although you've got it right in the sense that you've added the suffix there to create turn it into a passive command, you haven't quite got the right uh, suffix there used. So it should be the mia. Uh, so just something to look out for. There are quite a few, like I said, here, tia, ria, mia, the a, na, nga, and just it's one of those things that you've just got to learn over time by putting in the work, learning new words, and learning what these suffixes are. So uh, moving along, we've got the passive command now. So the command being the verb plus the passive ending, and that's like telling someone to do that verb or do that, that action as a command, plus adding it to the end of it. So for example, horoi, as I looked up before, uh, Horoi means to wash. So in the sense of it being a verb, horoi means to wash. When we use that as a command and we say horoiya, so we've got the A on the end there, it's kind of like saying wash it. Uh, you know, your son might walk in with some dirty clothes and you can go, ugh, horoiya. And like I said before, based on the context of the, you know your son having dirty clothes there, there's an understanding that horoya, it means wash the clothes that he has there. So that's one way to use a passive command. Uh, the next way you can do it, like I said at the start of this section, you can actually add the object that you want the person to affect as per that command to the end of the sentence. So uh, horoya can mean wash it, but you could also say at the end of it, all kakahu, which means your clothes, the the, the all there, that, well, that's another lesson, but all kakahu, which means your clothes. So you could say, horoya all kakahu, wash your clothes. 
Uh, going back to kume, you could say kumea mai te waka. So pull the waka to me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the, the word mai there shortly under the particles section. So just bear with me on that one. Uh, kumea mai te waka. Uh, tiki, which means uh, go and fetch. Uh, tiki na, so we've added the na as the suffix to that command. Tiki na te kai, the food. So go and fetch the food. Uh, if you were talking about food, you could maybe just say tiki na, go and fetch it. Uh, and if food's part of the context of that conversation, the person that you're speaking to would understand that they need to go and fetch the food. However, to embellish it, you could say tiki na te kai. So we've covered off the active commands. We've now covered off the passive commands. Uh, obviously, we're 15 minutes into this podcast. It's It's been quite fast, but they're sort of the, I guess, the, the general guidelines and the, the general basis for, uh, you know, looking at this in more detail. And um, it, it gives you a good platform to start from. The next thing we're going to look at in the last part of this episode is particles. So particles are words that we can add to the end of a command to embellish. Uh, and in this case, we're going to use four different directions. So we're going to embellish in the sense of giving direction. Now, the four directions we're going to use is towards, away, upward, and downward. So I said before, kumea mai te waka. So mai is a particle that we can add to commands to embellish it uh, in to 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 give it meaning to to do that action to do that command towards in a in a towards sense. So I say kumea mai te waka. So it's not just pull the boat; it's pull the boat towards you or pull the boat towards me. Um, so our four ones we've got our four particles mai, which is towards m a i atu, which is away a t u. Ake, which is upward, A-K-E, and Iho, which is downward. Uh, a very common one that you've probably heard before is Haire Mai. So we're giving the direction, we're giving the command of Haire, and we're adding Mai as a particle to the end of Haire to indicate that you want them to come towards you. So Haire Mai. Haire Mai, Haire Mai, Haire Mai. Come to me. Similarly, atu, meaning away, can also be added, instead of my, of course, uh, to indicate you want someone to move away from you. Haere atu. Haere atu. Move away from me. Move away in a direction that is, or move in a direction that is not towards me. Haere atu. Ake, which means upward. Um, that. That's let's. Uh, you know, I think a good a good example of this is if something is below and you want it to come up, that's where you would use ake. So a good example is piki. So piki means to climb. So if you had say you were up on top of the playground and you wanted you wanted your child to come up to you, you could say uh, piki ake, which means to climb up. Piki ake. And the last one iho, which is downward. Uh, in, in, I guess in the opposite sense of uh, ake, which is upward, uh, you want someone to come down. So maybe you're on the ground and you want your kid to come down up off 
that uh, playground set, we can say heke iho. So heke means to descend or to come down, and we're embellishing that, that word heke by using iho. So heke iho, come down, heke iho. So there the particles are pretty quick to go through, I think. Mai atu ake and iho. The last thing which is worth noting there, and uh, you may have noticed that there, a couple of those commands that I used were actually the short active commands. So heke, uh, for instance, only has the two vowel sounds. So if we used heke on its own, we would add the e in front of it. However, any time that we use a particle after a, a command, we can drop the E's all together. So we only need the E's if we're using the uh, active command with the short vowels uh, all on its own, it, it, exclusively. Anytime we, we're giving a direction outside of that, we drop the E completely. So just to recap, we looked at the short active commands, which had two vowels or less and had the E in front of them, like E2, E noho, E kai, we looked at the long active commands, which had greater than two vowel sounds, and we dropped the E. These were words like haere, which means to go, whakarongo, which means to listen, titiro, which means to look. We then looked at the passive commands, whereby we dropped the E altogether, so no more E at the front of any of these. In the command, we added the suffix to the end, which you can find on multidictionary.com in, uh, in, uh, uh, within the brackets below the main word. When you look them up, you'll see them there. Uh, these can be suffixes like a, na, nga, hia, mia, tia, and you'll find them online. We can add those to the command to make it a passive command. And when we do that, it would be the equivalent of using it after it. So, horoia, which is the passive command uh, or the passive form of the word horoi. Horoia would mean wash it. Uh, and further to that, we can add the object at the end of these commands to further embellish what we're saying. And the example that we looked at was Horoya uka kahu, which means to wash your or wash your clothes uh, as a command. The last thing we looked at was the particles. We looked at mai, which means toward, atu, which means away, ake, which means upward, and iho, which means downward. And any time that we use a particle with a command, we need to drop the e altogether if it is used, uh, if it would be uh, normally used for a short vowel sound. So that's a full recap on our episode today. Uh, 22 odd minutes in now, 25 minutes. It's obviously a quick one, but if you can take away these lessons, start looking up some new words and start building these uh, new commands into your vocabulary, uh, you'll definitely be on the road to success in not only the commands, uh, part of learning Tarel, but also in gaining a better understanding of verbs and how you can start to use those in different sorts of active and passive sentences when you're speaking Tarel. Uh, that's the end of the episode. 
thank you for joining me today. I hope this has really helped you get a better understanding of commands. I know it's only a short episode and there's a lot more to learn, but this should at least give you a, a baseline level of information on how you can start to build uh, your knowledge and fluency using commands. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Uh, lots of great videos and content on there and also the Facebook group, both of which uh, have the same name as this podcast starting in Tareo Māori. The Facebook group has around 20,000 members in it now, I think, uh, which is really good and it's uh, got a lot of growth there, lots of really uh, good questions that come through through from people, uh, lots of very knowledgeable people that are offering answers as well, as well. So it's a really great place to post any questions that you've got and get a really diverse uh, range of answers. But for now, that's it from me and I'll see you on the next episode. Kia ora.